Hi again, it's Heidi. Welcome to episode two. So today I figured I'm going to talk about what seems to happen to me the most. One of my most biggest challenges and battles, which happens to be a battle for most people that I find. Um, And it's anxiety. So before we get started, I'm going to read to you a quote. And the quote is, Courage is resistance to fear. Mastery of fear. Not absence of fear. That was taken from Mark Twain. So I have this book that I want to share with you. I've actually already read the book. Um, But I definitely think that it's a good read for anybody who does suffer from anxiety, worry, fear. And it's a really small little book. Um, It was written by Mark Renneke, his PhD. And the title of the book, if you haven't already read it, is Little Ways to Keep Calm and Carry On. (coughs) Pardon me. So depending upon um, how long this series goes, um, how many episodes um, that I have here, we'll just go into a few different things about anxiety. And I'd love for you to send me a message or a recording of anything that you would like for me to talk about or to add to. Or if you want to actually um, join me in one of my podcasts to go over some of this. So with that said, um, again, courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear, but not an absence of fear. So I'll tell you a little bit about myself. As I was a child, I've always been very nervous just really nervous. I don't really know exactly like when it started, how it started. Um, <laughs> I have a few examples. I have um, older brothers and one of my brothers um, used to get a big thrill off of scaring the dog out of me anytime he possibly could. So when I would come home from school, he would already be home, lights would be off and then I'd open the door and he'd come out yelling, yeah! My heart would be racing everywhere. I'd be scared as hell. Um, I don't know really what caused it. Just I don't know. I watched a lot of TV. I remember the first scary movie I watched was Poltergeist. And I was so afraid of that. There was a tree that was right in front of my bedroom window. And my father had to chop it down because I really felt like, you know, that that tree was going to come through my window and come and get me. So I've always been like overly kind of nervous and scary. It's kind of, it was like a joke then. And then, um, I was like, oh, in my teens, I wasn't, I mean, I was just, you know, scared of getting kidnapped. I don't know if I just had too much access to too much TV or, you know, got too much information. My oldest daughter, who's 22, always tells me that sometimes, you know, uh, the more you know can actually be, be bad for you. Sometimes we can know a little bit too much. And being in this informational age that we are in, um, I mean, I can go on about different things as to why or how it started. But really, I, I don't know. And many of you may know how it triggers. Some of you may not. I feel like if I knew what triggered my anxiety, I could probably handle it better or feel like I can control it. Um, but with some of the therapy I've personally received, I guess the problem is, is that most people that have anxiety, they always want to be in control and it's hard to sort of let that go. Um, and the fear of not being able to control things around you um, can create um, havoc in our lives. 
So I thought I'd start off by saying or trying to figure out like what exactly is anxiety? What is it? And it's defined as it's a feeling of fear, dread, um, uneasiness can cause symptoms, sweat, um, you know, dizziness, um, feeling restless. And I mean, it's a, it's a response to not knowing what to do in, you know, in a stressful situation. Um, I think for most people, we, most people deal with stress as simply as they can. It's just like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous. This is coming up. You know, you get a little bit nervous, but you might pray about it. You might, whatever it is, and then you get through it, you're okay. But I'm going to talk to you really quick about a little bit of my story more in recent years. Um, one day I woke up and my heart was like skipping a beat. It wasn't like what everybody else says, like, oh, my heart was racing. It wasn't like that. It was like, it was like beat, beat, pause, beat, 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 pause, beat. So I thought I was having like problems with my heart. Like I thought I was going to die at that moment. And I um, was rushed to the hospital and they ran all these different tests. And the first time it happened, they said that my potassium levels were low. So that that could actually cause um, anxiety and that kind of thing. Because when your levels of potassium are low, it can cause your heart to skip beats and and whatnot. So they gave me a few tablets of potassium and, you know, hydrated me. And I went home and um, I guess I was okay. Then after I had my um, daughter when I was about 35, it started happening again. And it wasn't because of my levels of potassium. And I didn't know why it was happening um and basically they did an ekg really they said nothing was wrong it could be a little anxiety a little um dehydration i was sent home and, and back at it again and then in 2014 i noticed that my hair was just falling out just falling out and so i went to my doctor and he says you know there's really nothing wrong um, it could it could be stress but okay so I went home, and for a couple of weeks, it was still happening, and it, it got to a point where I could see the bulbs coming out of the, you know, like from the follicle, and so when I went back to the doctor, he said, you know what, Heidi, I'm not exactly sure um, why your hair keeps coming out, but let me run a few tests. We'll just run your blood work and see what's going on. So he ran my blood work. My iron levels are good. Everything was good, but then he says, you know what, I'm going to run a ferritin level, and I'm wasn't quite sure what ferritin was, and it turns out that it's your stored levels of iron. <clears throat> so he runs that, and it turns out it was very, very low. It was at an 8, and I think the lowest it should be is at an 11. So he asked for me to take three iron tablets a day. So, you know, I'm like, well, that's fine. I'll do that. But then I'm like, what about my hair? You know, I'm balding. If I even comb it, it's coming out. So a friend of mine said, you know what, try this um, hair affinity. It's a vitamin. Um, it'll help your hair to grow. It's been successful for so many people. Give it a shot. So I tried it. Then another friend was like, hey, girl, you know, you need to try B vitamins. Just start taking um, biotin. And I'm like, okay. So here I am taking um, biotin. I'm taking um, hair affinity. And now I'm taking 
iron three times a day. So about two months after that, my heart started doing that same thing it was doing, skipping beats, skipping beats, skipping beats. And now it was to the point where it was causing panic. So I'm, I'm at the hospital now at least, you know, twice, three times a month. And they're running all these tests and they're like, well, you're anxious. I'm like, I'm not anxious because I'm an excited person. I'm I'm happy all the time. I drive people nuts because I'm calling people at six in the morning, waking up my friends and life is good. I don't really feel like I'm unable to handle any other stress. I've been nervous all my life and I've never had this. And they're like, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with you. We've checked everything. We've ran every EKG. We've done, you know, it's what are you worried about? I know, what are you stressed about? And I'm like, I'm not. Okay, well then you know what? Let me let me um put you on um let me give you some Xanax. No, ma'am, I don't need Xanax. I, I don't it has to be my heart. Like I was so convinced it had to do with my heart. Like I had a medical condition. So finally, um the doctor wanted to give me a peace of mind and he says, Okay, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and refer you to cardiology and then we're gonna have them run a you know, an, an echocardiogram, an EKG, we're going to do the stress test, we're going to do an x-ray, and we're going to do all these things. We're going to send you home with a Holter monitor. You're going to wear that for 24 hours, and we're going to record every event that happens on your heart so that we can find out if indeed you're having heart issues or if indeed you're really just having anxiety. I'm like, okay. So I go through all these tests. One test did come back that there was some kind of maybe like a murmur or some kind of issue in one of my chambers of my heart. But I was told by that cardiologist that that really wouldn't have any major effect. It was nothing serious, um, something that we could maybe look at every four years, but nothing that would be considered a heart issue, you know. Um, but they did tell me that um, the other things were just anxiety. So I ended up being sent to a therapist within my um, healthcare. And I remember feeling like, you know, why is this, like I felt crazy. I felt like it's a mental health issue. No one can find anything. Like I'm a hypochondriac, you know, something is wrong with me. And it caused me to feel depressed because um, I really didn't have anybody I could relate to or anyone who actually were experiencing those types of symptoms. Um, I have talked to people who say that, you know, they get, um, social anxiety or they uh you know maybe they're they have a fear of heights they they have a trigger that they know what's going to bring these on for me they would just come out of out of nowhere like I could just literally be enjoying good company with my family and all of a sudden it'll happen and so I felt like it was making me kind of depressed because I just couldn't seem to identify what was wrong with my heart so I ended up going to a therapist, and the therapist says, you know, sit down, let's talk, and why are you here, what's going on, and why are you why are you anxious, what do you think it is? So I had to really, like, look at my life and think, why am I anxious? Um, lady, I don't know. Um, I mean, I work, I've got kids, I've got bills, I've got personal issues, I'm married, I've you know, got a host of other things that probably most people go through. I don't feel like my um, problems are any different. And then I really had to evaluate, like, all the things I had on my plate. I had to evaluate, you know, really what was going on. And I, I really honestly just didn't know. I felt like I was handling everything okay. So I don't know. 
so, you know, after that, I would come and talk to her, and um, then, you know, she would basically, basically what she told me was like, you know what, I want to put you on meds. I want you to go on a, um, a daily medication that will help level out your serotonin levels because that's what causes anxiety. So I asked the question that I think anybody would ask before you're prescribed anything, you just start taking things. I said, well, how do we know what my serotonin levels are? Is there a blood test to determine that? No, I'm the psychiatrist. We went to school for that. Based upon your symptoms and what you're dealing with, that's a clear indication that your serotonin levels are low. Oh, really? So are there any natural ways that I can, you know, boost these serotonin levels without having to take medications? Well, sure you can. You can get sunshine. You can exercise. You can get more sleep. You can stop having stressful things in your life. That's how this will stop these heart palpitations. Okay. So she would prefer that I take the medication that I was insisting on not taking it. So um, it got to the point where they just wouldn't stop. Like um, for six months of my life, this was happening every single day. It interrupted me being able to go to work. I ended up having to take off of work for almost four months. And um, I ended up doing cognitive behavior therapy in a group setting with a bunch of other people who had anxiety. Some had depression. Um, I, it, was, it was embarrassing. I didn't know how to, to tell people this. Um, and then still trying to smile while dealing with some of the things that I was dealing with. I definitely know I was dealing with some things. I, I'm not sure if I want to necessarily share what those things were on this podcast, but, you know, um, being a married woman, having kids, um, taking care of one of my um, uh, brother's children when, when they were unable to do so, and taking care of my mom, being a caregiver, um, trying to juggle a marriage, um, trying to deal with work, trying to deal with um, relationships and friends and things I shouldn't have been involved in that I wasn't. I mean, yeah, there were, I guess there were some things there. And mainly just fear, always feeling like I'm going to die. And I only felt like that when I would get those heart palpitations. I, I mean, it literally puts you in a place of darkness that you really don't think you can come out of. But it's not depression. I didn't want to end my life. I didn't feel like I didn't want to live. I just didn't want to live with anxiety. I wanted to get it to go away. My fear of death was so extreme. That's the last thing I was thinking about was trying to take my life. So it was heartbreaking when every, I would try to talk to my doctor about this. They would always associate anxiety with depression. You're depressed and you need to take this and you take that. Everyone's so quick to shove some kind of medication down your throat. But I think that the root of the problem really never gets addressed. So we're constantly trying to mask what happens in our daily lives and just trying to survive with medications. And I'm not against medication. I I thought that I was at one point. I felt like people should be able to handle mental health issues like anxiety and depression without the aid of, you know, prescribed medications. But the further I looked into it, I realized that it's an in in individual's choice. Every circumstance is different. Um, and who am I to judge 
how somebody can get the best care and treatment for what they're dealing with. So I decided that I was never going to do any type of daily serotonin lifting type medications, but I did agree to take, um, uh, I guess you could, I guess they're called, um, oh my goodness, I can't think of it. Ben, I guess Benzos would be the short name for it. That would be like your Paxils and um, things that you take on the onset of a horrible anxiety attack. So um, I ended up taking something called clonazepam. I got a prescription for that and I took it maybe four times. And um, I guess you could say it was like a pretty hard glass of wine and it actually did help me relax. Um, it took about an hour to set in, but I was able to, um, you know, use it sparingly. If I didn't want to have any kind of addictions or anything like that, excuse me, drugs. But um, I just remember being um, in a really dark place and always feeling like I, you know, was, I guess it's like when you have an anxiety attack, you're feeling like, what if I have another one? And I remember going to these cognitive therapy classes. And even when I was attending these classes, I was having these heart beats that would skip all the time. I mean, they weren't stopping. This was going on for six months. And um, I, I just tried everything. I, I felt like I was doing everything that they asked. I felt I was opening up to the group. I was exercising. I was walking. I was drinking water. I was getting rest. I was um, trying to somehow, uh, you know, ease my stressful life by designating different tasks and responsibilities out to friends and family, asking for help, even though. I didn't know how to ask for it, um, not getting the support I needed at the time for my husband, not because my husband's not a good man. I think it's just frustrating for someone to see somebody dealing with mental health problems and there's nothing you can do about it. So you're just sort of nasty to that other person. So I didn't really have him to really give me what I, what I thought he should have given me. So I felt alone. I felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to and I did go and um, try to talk to someone um, on a spiritual level and I feel I, I that that didn't work out for me um, in the long run but it helped in the short term so there's so much more to this but I realized that you know I don't want to use up my entire episode time just talking all about me there's so many different moving parts and pieces to where and how um, this came for came about for me, but I would love to hear about how it comes around for everybody else and how they manage to deal with it. Um, I also think that there are some stigmas associated with anxiety. Um, one, that it's just uh, something that, you know, I think it's something that, you know, we're told, especially as believers, if you are a believer, um, but we're told that as Christians, that um, the spirit of fear and anxiety doesn't come from the Lord. So I started questioning, you know, what was wrong with me? You know, do I have a demonic spirit? You know, why, why do I have that? You know, um, can I just sort of Bible this problem away? Just pray it off me, you know? And I felt like I was coming short. And maybe my walk with Christ wasn't where it should be. I mean, there was just so many things I was thinking about. Um, I felt like I was burdening some of my friends because every time I would, you know, go through these, I just needed somebody to talk to or 
somebody who I felt like could help me get through this. And, and thank God I did have two very close people that I could um, really speak to about this and including my kids and um, what losing control felt like for me and what it did to my children and my family around me was disastrous. Um, and I just don't wish this type of mental health on anybody in the world, but I do know that, you know, it's here, it's out there. And we're told sometimes that you shouldn't seek counseling, you shouldn't seek therapy, you shouldn't, you know, air your dirty laundry out. But I'm telling you, um, I'm here to share with you that anxiety is real. Um, and the more that I feel comfortable on this um, podcast, I think I'll share with you different, um, different, I was to say, different scenarios that happen. Um, and I will literally title the episode based upon um, that specific example in my life. And then we can go from there. So we're down to about 10 minutes. And I thought that I'd just kind of go over a few more things that um, kind of can go inside with this anxiety lifestyle. Um, I definitely am not um, fixed. I'm not healed, but I can definitely say I've been doing much better since 2014. It pretty much consumed almost a half a year of my whole life of every night going to bed with skipped heartbeats. I'd have to sleep on my um, stomach and put a pillow under my heart just so I could not feel like that. You know, it was just, it was just frightening. I was, it got to a point where I didn't even leave my house because I didn't know. I just, I couldn't, I just, I was stuck. Um, but there are some things that I think did help. I was talking to one of my good girlfriends and she said, you know, Heidi, I know that you um, are taking all these B vitamins and I know you're taking these three iron tablets a day. Um, and I know you're taking that hair affinity. Do you think you could ask your doctor if perhaps maybe you're just taking way too much? Like maybe this is what's causing your heart palpitations. So I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me see. So I went and I talked to the doctor and he looked at the bottle of what I was taking and he said, well, you know, you really can't overdose on B vitamins. And I don't think that what you're taking is causing any of this. So I really just think it's just all your anxiety. People with anxiety think it's everything except anxiety. And that's what it is. You know, he's like, you just can't accept that that's what you have, but you do. So I'm like, okay, so I felt a few. And you know what? I can't say that I'm the strongest person of faith, but I'm trying to get there. And um, I think God was the only thing that I had to get me through such a dark time in my life. And I literally prayed. I was like, God. I don't know if you can hear me and I don't necessarily think I come to you when I should and here I am coming to you when I need you. But I just don't want to feel like this. I don't want to have this fear. I don't want to have this just looming, dreadful feeling of thinking I'm going to die all the time. Like, I don't, I don't want to live my life like this. I want to be happy like I normally am. I want to, I want to get through this, you know. If there's any hope, anything that, any healing that you have that you can grant or bless me with, I just want to get through this anxiety. And 
I actually just said to myself, you know what? I know I need this iron, but I'm going to stop. I'm not taking a single thing. And I stopped. And let me tell you, after about two and a half to three months, all those heart palpitations went away. All of them. So I don't know if it was anxiety. I don't know if it was that. But every now and then, I'll still get days, you know, like maybe just out of nowhere, I'll feel like I can't breathe or my heart will start racing. I'll start getting those little heart palpitations. But nothing as intense as it was living with it for six months every day, all day. From the time I'm trying to lay down to the time I wake up. So um, that's kind of my story. And um, very, I know it's a long story, but it's still very short um, of how things were captured. And, and to kind of summarize it, that's kind of what it was. But I just want to be able to share with you um, if anxiety is anything that you've ever had to deal with that. I think that you'll feel pretty confident in my series called the Anxiety Series, and it'll be a total of um, six episodes, um, and I really hope that you can resonate with it, that you can relate with it, um, and maybe it might bring you some comfort, or it may seem a little familiar, and to just know that you're not alone, um, and you're not weak, um, and you're not defeated. And whether you decide that medication is going to be the route for you or just getting some kind of therapy or just making sure that you're keeping your mind open and your relationship with God, you too will be able to cope and heal and get better from this. It will happen. So in the meantime, I wanted to just talk to you about what kind of coping mechanisms seem to work for me at some point. And a lot of that was basically just taking some time out for myself, um, being real about things that we don't always want to address um, in our daily lives. Um, I really try to take it easy on uh, any kind of caffeine, like coffee. If you are a coffee drinker, you might want to just switch to decaf uh, for a while at least, and maybe not drink soda that has a lot of high intake of caffeine, or maybe just don't drink as much caffeine during the day and um for all those of you who'd like to drink nothing certainly not enough around to drink a drink actually helps with that anxiety i can tell you that too you need your little glass of wine or whatever it is but i would just say don't overdo it because too much um alcohol can seem to set it off a little bit um taking deep breaths does really help and we'll go over some of that and maybe some of my other episodes to come and last and final thing is just do your very best that's it. Find somebody who you can talk to. Um, and if you can't find someone you can talk to, you can email yourself um, and delete it if you don't want, you know, some of these things that do cause us great anxiety. Maybe there's some things in your life you can't talk about. God knows I have that. I mean, I was just involved in some things that I shouldn't have been involved in and, and I didn't have anyone to talk to. I didn't want to feel judged. But um, there is definitely a support system out there. Um, their support groups, um, and I just will share some of those with you as we go along, but I'd love to hear from you regarding this episode, regarding anything here that hopefully I might have touched on, or if you have any questions, um, or again, like I say, if you want to just join the call, but thank you so much for listening to my episode two about anxiety, 
And I wanted to just sort of um, end our little podcast today, a little discussion on a little bit of my story with a scripture. And it's just taken again from another book that I like, which is Worry Less, Pray More. And it's a woman's devotional guide to anxiety-free living that um, my daughter's boyfriend's mother gave me. And um, the scripture is, where can I find help? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The Lord guards you from every evil. He guards your life. The Lord guards you as you come and go now and forever. And that's from Psalms 121. Um, I'm sorry, 121.1 through 2. Um, and I hope that, you know, you get something out of this. And um, I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if there's somebody you think that might be able to benefit um, from today's conversation, I would uh, definitely have no problem if you forwarded this on or shared with anybody or just keep listening. And looking forward to talking to you on the next episode, episode three, coming at you soon. Enjoy your night, everybody.